Hello, this is episode 324, and today we're chatting about birth control. We're chatting about hormones, period, amenorrhea, a lack of period, uh, informed consent as it relates to hormonal birth control. I cannot tell you how many women I've worked one-on-one with or met at book signings who have said that they were put on birth control without them fully understanding what it was and what it did to our bodies. And so whether you choose to have birth control or not, that's really not what this conversation is about. I'm not here to change your mind. I'm here to educate you so that you can understand what you're saying yes to and make a decision on whether or not you want it to be a yes or a no. So um, this conversation is really near and dear to my heart. I too was put on hormonal birth control at a pretty young age after two rounds of Accutane that didn't help my skin. So the doctor recommended an estrogen-based hormonal birth control, which cleared up my skin sort of, but also caused a lot of other problems. After years of being on it at the age of 21 or so, I went off birth control, and then didn't have a period for eight years. Now, fast forward a bunch of years, I finally have a a cycle. And I've worked over the last four or five years since getting my period back really to help my hormones. And it is an uphill battle, guys. Yeah, it's an uphill battle. (laughs) And so I wanted to have uh, Dr. Kayla on the show to share her experience. And I didn't know this before recording with her or asking her to come on the show that she had actually never shared her personal experience with amenorrhea and birth control ever, even to her friends. So for her to come on today and share what I remember when I first started sharing this as like a super personal, embarrassing, just Oh, it's a really raw conversation. And I remember when I first started writing about my experience with amenorrhea back in 2013, I was so scared uh, because it's embarrassing. It feels like, you know, if you don't have a cycle, you're not quote unquote, a real woman, that you don't have it all together, that there's something wrong with your body. So for Dr. Kayla to come on and just share so incredibly wonderfully was just such a gift. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I'm going to introduce you to Dr. Kayla, and then we are going to get into today's show. Dr. Kayla is a naturopathic doctor, yoga instructor, mom of one with one on the way, and is passionate about educating you about your body while empowering you to be an advocate for your health. After completing a thesis for her bachelor's of science degree, Dr. Kayla went on to complete a master's of science degree in biology at Western University, where her thesis findings have been formally published. Shifting her career focus to healthcare, Dr. Kayla now utilizes her research background to individualize treatment plans with the most up-to-date information. Dr. Kayla receives ongoing training in her clinical focus areas of hormones, fertility, skin care, and children's health. She believes optimal health starts with prevention and feels honored to have the opportunity to help others achieve their goals. If you have questions about today's content, you can go to healthfulpursuit.com slash contact and ask me, and you can catch up on previous podcast episodes and notes from today's show by going to ketodietpodcast.com. Okay, let's do this thing. Welcome to the Keto Diet Podcast, the show all about keto for women so you can burn fat, balance your hormones, and heal your body. 
starting and maintaining keto can be challenging without the right support. So just for listening to the podcast, I want to give you 20% off the keto beginning with the coupon code keto podcast. That's all one word. This 30 day program gives you a clear step by step how to so you can quickly adapt to a ketogenic diet, avoid common struggles and get the results you crave. Go to healthfulpursuit.com slash begin to get your keto beginning discount today. If you're new around these parts, I'm Leanne Vogel. You may know me as the international bestselling author of The Keto Diet, founder of happyketobody.com, or maybe you know me as the nutritionist that likes dipping pork rinds in avocado oil mayo. I'm so glad you're here with me today. Thanks so much for listening. Hey, Kayla, how are you? I'm doing so well, Ian. How are you? I'm so good. We both have like huge smiles on our faces. We're just so excited to be here. Both of us. <laughs> I know. As I was saying, it's so surreal to be talking to you. You've been such a part of my journey from day one. And it's like it's come around full circle. And now you're a doctor. <laughs> yes. Crazy. <laughs> Like, how did this happen? Um, I guess really uh, my intention for today's episode is to highlight your experience through everything. So normally I ask my guests, like, how did you get here? But I mean, the whole episode is really going to be, how did you get here? So I really want to understand kind of what your process was like, you know, and introduce yourself. Tell tell us a little bit about your hormones (laughs) and your experiences with traditional medicine, that first piece. of of realizing that there was an issue for yourself? Well, it really all starts back to menarche. So the first time that you get your period, my periods came, um, I was around 12, 13 at the time, and they were very cyclical, like clockwork. Every month, predictable by the calendar, I didn't have any problems with my period. I I have never had to worry about, will my period come on time? No hormonal issues with um, painful cramps or headaches, none of that. My big concerns happened with my skin. At a very early age, I started to get breakouts as every hormonal or many hormonal uh, teenagers will. And at the time, um, they started to, you know, become more and more. They proliferated. My mom took me to the doctor as any parent would. That's what she knew. And we were referred to several dermatologists and I was put on every topical medication on the product. I was put on antibiotics to manage my hormonal acne at such a young age and other medications that I can't even remember the names of because I knew nothing, of course, about drug prescribing at the time. And so acne was still a thing. None of these creams or topicals or oral medications did anything to touch my skin. And I didn't really know what to do. So I remember being 19 years old at the age where I could independently go to my doctor and ask for advice. And I went to her and she was so lovely. I still think she's such a wonderful doctor, but she didn't give me proper informed consent around taking the birth control pill. And that's kind of where it all started. So I went to her and she had a special interest in skincare and she had tried a whole bunch of other topical treatments on me of which just kind of dried out my skin. It made my skin very red, very irritated. And I had considered Accutane at this time. And she told me that if I was on Accutane, I'd have to be on the birth control pill. So she said, why don't we start on the birth control pill to manage your acne? Again, no issues with my period. The birth control pill was advised just for acne. And I remember asking her, I remember what she was wearing. I remember where I was sitting and everything. And she looked at me and said with a smile, 
there are no side effects from the birth control pill. You'll be able to come off of it, no problem, get your period back the way that it normally did. And I never really thought to look into it any further. I was going to my doctor for all of this information. I wasn't really aware of things online that we know now. You know, a lot of people are talking about the side effects of birth control. I just didn't know any of that. I really trusted my doctor. So at age 19, I started the birth control pill and I was on the pill for around four and a half years. And during this time, I would say my acne didn't go away. I definitely still had acne, but I started to take a keen interest in nutrition and other aspects of health. So I simultaneously was changing around my diet. And this is kind of where I was opened up to the realm of health influencers online and kind of the advice that they were giving, not that it was evidence-based at the time. And just to kind of highlight where I'm going with this, from the day that I started the birth control pill at age 19 to today, I have never had a period. And I'm currently pregnant with my second baby. So the two times I've ovulated since I was 19 ended up in uh, my two pregnancies, which is just still crazy to think. So I'm still, you know, hoping for that day where I'll get my period back officially. But the way that it worked was, so I was on the pill for those four and a half years. I was in university at the time, had a lot of stress and stress sort of turned into me trying to find an outlet for my stress. And this is where I was introduced to marathon running, or I started with a half marathon and I was on the pill, started my half marathon, wasn't, didn't really change um, much about my diet in terms of focusing on like following a specific diet. It was more so as following Canada's food guide. I knew fruits and vegetables were good, healthy whole grains that you always hear about, right? That was kind of the extent of my nutrition knowledge at the time. And I started running my first half marathon and I quickly became very addicted to the euphoric high that I would get from running. And after running my first race, I ended up with the time that I, I got first place in my first half marathon and I became addicted to it. I was totally hooked. I ran countless half marathons after that and it quickly snowballed into full-blown marathons. And then at the time I was graduating my undergrad, starting my master's. And this is where the stress of my master's, it was one of the most life-changing experiences of my life. Um, not only from like an academic growth, but just a personal growth and what I could accomplish and everything that I learned about myself in that time. And I wouldn't change it for anything, but it was the most stressful time of my life to this day. And I really used exercise as a way to cope with that stress still on the birth control pill at the time. And my acne was at an all time high. So here I was acne, running marathons, stressed out of my mind, not sleeping. And I didn't really know how to manage it all. And I came across your resources at the time. This is probably kind of at the early stages of uh, your influencer journey where you're sharing videos online. And um, I took a keen interest in you and then interested in what other other people were saying about their health journeys. And I became really involved in understanding more about the vegan diet. And I was bombarded with all these influencers saying how the vegan diet cured their skin, the vegan diet helped with their hormones, this and that. And so I went all in. I didn't just dip my toes into the vegan diet. I wouldn't touch anything that contained a trace of dairy, a trace of egg, nothing. It was very much, you know, a 180 flip where one day I just was, you know, eating an omnivorous diet and the next day I wasn't. And this was the perfect hormonal nightmare 
for me specifically, running marathons, stress, vegan diet. And I had a field season for my master's in San Francisco at the time, which is very much the vegetarian community. Like I really thrived in that environment as opposed to where I was in London, Ontario. And it just kind of really fueled that way of living for me. And during that time, I had been on the birth control pill. So this, at this point, I was about four and a half years in. And I actually stopped getting the withdrawal bleed uh, while I was taking the pill. And I kind of, that was the moment where I thought to myself, something's not right. I'm on the pill. It's supposed to fix my skin. I still have acne. I've had acne this whole time. Something is going on and I don't know if the pill could be contributing to this. So this is when I started looking on Dr. Google for some answers, trying to find other people's experiences with the pill. And that's the first time really that it was brought to my attention that the pill was not actually regulating my hormones. It was literally shutting off my hormones so that it could take control over, you know, the hormonal fluctuations, so to speak, of my body. And that's when I decided just in that moment, I'm just going to stop taking this. I really want to get to the root cause as to what's going on in my body. I wasn't feeling good. I was highly anxious on the pill. I didn't know if that was making my stress worse, um, just being on that because I wasn't ovulating. And we know ovulation makes progesterone, which helps to support GABA and sleep and all of these wonderful things in the body. So I stopped the pill. And the very interesting thing that I noticed right at the beginning was my body temperature that first month, I was finally warm. I had this surge. I don't know what was going on. And this surge of energy in that first month that I had never experienced before. And, you know, slowly over time that started to balance out. I got a little bit used to that. I was still vegan, keep in mind at this time. And so the first thing I noticed was my energy improved, my sleep improved. So I was getting some benefits from just going off of it. My anxiety was definitely more better managed. I don't also know if it was because I was in San Francisco. It's so sunny and beautiful all the time and such a wonderful place to live. But um, that was part of that whole process, that whole time frame of what I was experiencing. And came back to Ontario. This is when I had to kind of prep for defending my master's and I still didn't have my period after stopping the pill. So about six months after stopping it, I went back to my doctor and I said, I'm not on the birth control pill and I don't have my period. You know, what do I do? So this is when I was referred to every single specialist that you could ever imagine. I was referred to a neurologist, had an MRI of my pituitary gland to see if anything was blocking hormonal signals, countless blood tests. I saw a hepatologist because I had elevated liver enzymes, which I suspect was probably a combination of running marathons and consuming a very, very, very high fruit diet at the time probably a perfect storm for both of those. So I had a liver biopsy to make sure there was nothing going on with my liver. I was referred to um, several obese gynecologists to figure out what was going on. And during this whole time, nothing like nobody ever to this day has given me a diagnosis of anything. They were just kind of telling me everything is fine you can go back on the birth control pill to quote, regulate your hormones. <laughs> so frustrating, right? <laughs> so at this point in time, I started naturopathic medicine and contrary to what a lot of people think, people, I, th- I think, I don't know, but have this idea that people who are naturopathic doctors are very high 
vegan or vegetarian advocates. And I was actually the minority in my program. Of course, there are vegan vegetarian NDs that are out there, um, but it was definitely not something that was advocated for, for helping with hormonal balance. And it was kind of the time where I opened my eyes and thought, I need to really change something if I want to get to the root cause of what's going on. And I had experience. So after I came off the pill six months later, about the time when I went to my doctor, this is where I had horrible, horrible rebound acne, which happens around four to six months after you stop taking the pill in some people. And this is where if I thought my skin was at its worst, I felt like I was unrecognizable all over my face, my chest, my arms, my back. I felt like I couldn't just, you know, get up and go for the day. I always felt like I had to hide behind my clothes or cover my hair and my face just because I felt so ashamed of my skin. And it was a really, really dark place, not having your period, having this hormonal acne, people not having an answer for you and feeling like I was really genuinely trying to get some answers and everyone was just brushing me off saying there's nothing wrong with me. And that my only answer was going back on the pill or hormone replacement therapy was the only other option. So much so that one of the gynecologists said to me, you know, these are your only options. And one day when you want to have a family, we'll just put you on hormones to start a family again. And I was not okay with that answer. It's just something in my gut knew that something that I, I wasn't addressing something. I didn't know what that something was, but I wasn't willing to just settle for taking drugs to help mask a problem that I really believe taking a drug to begin with was part of. So, um, Around in my second year of naturopathic medicine, this is when I started eating animal products again. And my body responded really well to it. I was very genuinely surprised. I thought I'd have hor horrible digestive issues, but I actually felt so much more satiated with my meals. Like I remember I used to eat massive, massive salads. Anyone who is in the program with me remembers this, probably these huge bowls where I just was so physically stuffed, but I wasn't ever full. And the first time that I added protein and fat, those were the missing pieces that just helped me feel so satisfied with my meals. And my mindset before this time, I remember I went to go see a naturopath for myself and um, she did like a dietary assessment on me. And she just looked at me and said, where is your fat? Where is your protein? You have none of this. And I was so caught up in my own beliefs, which weren't based on science, but I truly felt like just eating plant food only was enough to satisfy my protein and my fat needs that we didn't really have enough. We didn't really have to go seek out extra sources of fat to help with our hormones. And I remember thinking, oh, but I'm taking a fish oil supplement as my source of fat. And it was just thinking back that that was my mindset. I mean, I'm so, I feel so ashamed of myself for thinking that at the time, but it really has come around full circle to me being a naturopath because the whole reason why I went into naturopathic medicine to begin with was because I wasn't getting the answers from conventional care. And I wanted to kind of switch my whole career into not just working in a lab setting with specimens, but I wanted to actually work with people and help people accomplish their health goals um, in the same way that I was seeking out these complementary healthcare modalities myself. Thank you. 
CBD oil has massively reduced my symptoms of anxiety. The benefits of CBD are all encompassing, like inflammation reduction, improving digestive function, improving sleep quality, reducing acne. But here's what you have to know before you grab a random bottle and start supplementing. Please, 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 please research your options thoroughly and look for a CBD oil that uses hemp seed oil as a carrier oil, not safflower oil, not MCT oil, not olive oil, hemp seed oil, okay? The hemp seed oil means that the plant has been kept in its purest whole plant form, allowing the terpenes and cannabinoids to work together in unison in your body to give you the powerful entourage effect that everyone raves about when it comes to the power of CBD. Among high-quality CBD options, Eaton Hemp's unfiltered, full-spectrum CBD oil is an all-organic choice. They are one of the first unfiltered CBD products to be USDA certified organic. This guarantees what you see is what you get. No toxins, no pesticides, no label trickery. And I gotta tell you, the CBD market is filled with label trickery. <laughs> Eaton Hemp uses hemp seed oil as a carrier for the CBD, giving you the full entourage effect, maximum absorption, potency, effectiveness, terpenes, and cannabinoids, aka results. <laughs> These are all good things. Now, what I love, 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 love most about Eaton Hemp is they have a 30-day money-back guarantee. As far as I know, this is the only hemp company that backs up their product by a 30-day guarantee. What does this mean for you? If you don't see the results you're looking for, they refund no questions asked. They put together a special podcast offer for listeners. If you go to eatenhemp.com slash keto diet and use the code keto diet, you'll get 20% off all Eaton Hemp CBD products. Again, that's keto diet over at eatenhemp.com slash keto diet. So by the time I was in my fourth year of naturopathic medicine, I had been working with a naturopath at the college the whole time on, and I really did commit to every therapy that they prescribed for me. I would do anything. I was the best patient, followed all the protocols. Nothing happened until my fourth year. I had two months where I experienced a little bit of a withdrawal bleed. And I just hung on to that as a, yes, I was getting my period back. At this point in time, I believe I was seven years without a period. And after that second sort of a withdrawal bleed, it was more like spotting, not enough to even wear a menstrual cup, pad a tampon or anything like that. Um, nothing happened. And I got really discouraged at that point in time. And I remember being going, I, do, I would do morning walks or morning hikes um, or morning jogs in um, around the college that I went to school at. And I came across your podcast again. It was one of my favorites that I would always run to when I was a marathon runner or listen to when I was in the lab. I would have your YouTube videos on in the background. And it was your story when you shared your experience of being on the pill, coming off the pill, the hormonal acne, the amenorrhea for how many years. And I just felt like nobody had ever shared their experience with coming off of the pill and what could happen. I was just bombarded in this world of, I was the only one suffering and I felt so alone, ashamed. And like, I had no one that really understood what I was going through. And your message was always in the back of my head. Like this woman who is so intelligent, sharing so much about the keto diet is also sharing the message that you really have to 
individualize your nutrition for your own body and that it's okay to eat carbohydrates and it's okay to not fast for these extended periods of time if it's not working for you. Clearly, if you're not having your period, your body's trying to tell you that something is wrong. And I think we really get caught up in this, you know, it's either all in keto diet or where you're intermittent fasting, completely restricting everything, or you can't also follow a high fat diet and have the, a more balanced approach to it. And so that message was really in my head. I graduated from naturopathic medicine and moved back to Sudbury and I kind of put my health, it was sort of on the back burner. I really wanted to just start my career, get going. I wasn't in the realm of wanting to start a family. Uh, my partner, he moved up to Sudbury with me and, you know, we wanted to buy a house and kind of get our lives on track. And um, I started growing my practice and periods, fertility, pregnancy, children's health was not something I ever envisioned being a very big niche in my practice. And it was really funny, slowly when you help one woman with her period, and then you help her get pregnant, and she tells five of her friends, and suddenly these people who've gone the IVF route, had failed cycles, and then come to you, they get pregnant. The word just gets out there. And soon enough, my practice was just filled with all of these cases of women uh, you know, wanting to come off of the pill, getting their periods back. And I, was, I felt so proud to be a part of that journey. That was really what fills my cup as a doctor. And... I was asked to do, you know, prenatal yoga, parent baby yoga. I was surrounded by pregnancy, fertility, period health, people getting their periods back. And I would look at them and think, how come I still don't have my period? How is it that I can help all of these other people get their periods back, start families? And yet here I am almost living a lie in my own clinical practice. I just felt so ashamed, like my body was broken and I didn't know what to do. I was so discouraged at the time. And I thought maybe I just have to accept the fact that, you know, having a family of our own one day is probably not in the cards for me. I really just wanted to have my period back. And it was in that moment that my partner kind of said to me, you know, he's like, we don't have to have our own biologic family. There's lots of ways of having a family. He really took the pressure off of me in that sense. And I really appreciated that. And he said, why don't you just become your own doctor for a moment? Just pretend that you're your own case. What would you do? What would you say? And I remember thinking back to your message and eating more. And I really, as much as I thought I had made leaps and bounds in my efforts with my nutrition, I knew deep down that I was still had a restricted mindset. I was really involved in wanting to go all in with keto, tracking my ketones. I became so obsessed with those numbers. And I thought that that was the way to health. I thought that that was going to restore things. And I never really considered that maybe my overly healthy lifestyle was really not so healthy for my body. So in that moment, I committed to introducing carbs into my diet into my diet that was already high fat. I was, you know, very well balanced and all of the other things, but it was really introducing carbs that I think played the biggest role in restoring my period, which hasn't come. My first period was my son, but I, I introduced carbohydrates for three months and I committed to three months. I knew about that's about the amount of time that it takes to fully mature your oocytes or your eggs to allow for the first ovulatory cycle when you make a health change. So I introduced that and um, some very key supplements that helped with utilizing the fats from my diet into my mitochondria. 
And um, I also optimized vitamin A, which if you're following a plant-based diet, being very low in vitamin A, very high in carotenoids, there's some research that shows that increasing the more carotenoids that you consume, it actually suppresses the conversion into vitamin A. And I had a genetic test done where I do actually have that SNP that impacts the conversion over. So I made a mindful effort to um, have foods rich in vitamin A, namely liver was the big one. And after three months, I really thought my period was going to come back. And at that third month, when I awaited the time frame to see if I was going to get a bleed and it didn't happen, I was totally crushed. And I thought I committed to this nutritional change. I added all these things. I took my exercise way down, focused on my sleep, focused on stress management. And two weeks after that time frame, when I had this kind of emotional meltdown about my health, I woke up one morning just so bright and early. And I thought I need to take a pregnancy test. Went to the bathroom, turns out, I was pregnant and this is my son who's now turning two. So all of those nutritional changes where I just wanted my period back actually ended up in our first pregnancy. So my whole journey is still, I mean, I owe it to you for sharing your message because there is no, there was nobody, I feel like now more people are kind of talking about this, but you were the first to kind of pave the way for keto for women specifically and being okay with, you know, talking about your struggles, having this restricted mindset, which I think we, I see a lot in my clinical practice today with um, people following figure competitions or athletes or women just always on their intake form, no matter what their health concerns are, they're always wanting to lose weight. And sometimes it's just, it's hard for me to get the message across that maybe weight loss isn't the answer. So I just want to thank you for sharing your message. And I hope that this story can help other people if they're in a similar boat, know that they can have resources and to seek out other people who have an opinion that might be outside of the conventional realm if they're not okay with the way that their health has been managed. There aren't many treats my husband Kevin likes, so when we found keto bars and he dug right in, I was a very happy wife. Chocolate, almonds, erythritol, stevia, and either peppermint oil, strawberries, peanut butter, or coconut complete these bars. Yes, that is it. It's like a little cake in a package without all the extra garbage ingredients found in a lot of those quote-unquote keto-friendly treats. Bonus, they're gluten-free, dairy-free, no added fiber for those that are sensitive, and they they do not melt in the heat like other bars of their kind. Woohoo! You can use the code KDP20 by going to ketobars.com slash KDP20 to get 20% off everything keto bars. Try each flavor. Mint chocolate is Kevin's personal favorite as it hits his sweet tooth just right. Again, that's ketobars.com slash KDP20 and use a code KDP20 for 20% off. Kayla. Wow. I mean, first off, I remember writing the first blog post that I ever wrote on the fact that I had hypothalamic amenorrhea and I wrote it all up and I was like, do I want to do this? Like, this is really personal and I'm a health coach and I shouldn't have these problems. And 
you know, over the years of making videos and talking about it, I've gotten a lot more comfortable with it. In fact, I'll tell a stranger on the street if they want to know how my period is, I will probably let them know. But to hear, you know, women who have benefited from sharing, I think that just goes to show that all of us, when we're sharing vulnerably about our health struggles and things we go through, you'd be amazed at how many other women are experiencing the same thing. And by you sharing, it encourages them to be like, wait a minute, this is actually a problem for me too. So to hear that that has influenced you means a whole bunch to me because I can remember, you know, six or seven years ago, starting to blog about this and being like, I don't know if I want to do this. I don't think it's going to help anyone. That just means a lot to me that, you know, that time being so scared that it ended up benefiting somebody. So that's really, really awesome. Oh, it is. And it is so hard to be that vulnerable. Like even today, I was so nervous coming in, sharing this story because I haven't even shared this story with my closest friends. And I figured, you know what, I really, I knew that there would be a time and place when sharing my story would be valuable because I feel like as women or as people, we really want to have that connection with others. And we, as much as we look to science for answers, sometimes we also want to have this personal connection of understanding that, yes, somebody else went through a similar struggle that I did and they got through it and I am going to be okay. And it's okay to have your emotions because it's high and low through this whole process just to get that validation from somebody else. And I see that with patients too. Sometimes um, if I open up about something that I went through that's similar, the, it just kind of gives them that little bit of hope that they were looking for. Yes, completely. And there were two things that you spoke on. The first is weight loss not being the answer. I can't tell you. I would have to say probably... 90% of my one-on-one -on -one clients, you know, they have like, I'm not feeling well, I have headaches all the time, but my number one goal is to lose weight. And I lose a lot of clients because I can't help them lose weight because there's so many issues happening that's like, they're, they're so inflamed and they're not sleeping and they're, they're just you know, their bodies need so much support that weight loss, even if we tried, even if we went on the most strictest weight loss protocol, you're not going to lose weight. And I think there's a subset of, of people, specifically women who went on the pill, who are now trying to get off of it, or they've been off of it. And they're dealing with all of these hormone problems. And their goal of course, is to lose weight because they don't feel comfortable in their body and, 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 but I think something that you spoke to too, is like, until you really get serious about your health and unfortunately what the pill did in addition to like my story, the running veganism restriction usually goes hand in hand, all of those things all together. It's just not probably not going to happen. Would you agree with that? I completely agree with you. And it's so hard to get that message across sometimes because as a healthcare provider, you know, it's my passion to help people reach their goals. But when people have an idea of how they want, they almost want you to validate how they should be doing things in terms of, you know, if you assess that they need rest and they need to prioritize sleep instead of getting up at four in the morning to exercise, if they're not okay with it, they have a hard time following through and then they just never reach their goals. And I just wish that I could separate 
somehow just to share with them that trusting the process is so important and the process is not going to be a quick and clean answer all the time there is going to be a lot of mental emotional struggles and you know my journey was 10 years essentially 10 years of trying to figure out the answer and trying to be committed that if I had just wanted the quick fits, I probably would have gone on hormone replacement therapy or back on the pill. And who knows where I would have been today if I didn't trust, really commit and trust the process at the end of the day. Of course, my journey would have been quicker if I wasn't so stubborn in the early days. But um, yeah, I just think working with people, I completely agree with you. You know, being able to understand that if you are not in the best place, that and you're hire, essentially hiring somebody to trust and to guide you along the way, you, you do have the opportunity to kind of choose that team and ask the questions, but really work with them and commit to the journey so that you can see it through to the end. Yes, completely, completely. And know that it, it's not like it's not going to happen. You know, that's something I have to tell myself. I've gone through about three or four big pockets of of healing my body. And I'm on one now where I hired a dietitian because sometimes it, you need somebody outside of yourself to tell you what you can't see. (laughs) And she's like, you need to eat more. And I'm like, what? I mean, I've done this three times. Like I eat enough. And you know, it took me wearing a glucose monitor to see I'm legit not eating enough. And my glucose is far too low all the time. And I need to eat more to then be like, okay, I'm going to gain weight again. Okay. And putting trust in the process is a really big deal, especially when weight is involved. So I can completely relate to that. And I know that sometimes people will hear this and be like, well, no, like I'll do anything, but if my weight goes up, no but sometimes that needs to happen and that trust is essential. And I even struggle with it. This being my fourth time, you know, the, the scale keeps creeping up, nothing fits. And just a couple of months ago now, now it's going down again. And I'm like, Hey, and now I'm eating more and things, you know, but it's hard to, to put that trust in, I guess where I kind of wanted to go with the last bit of our conversation is if there's a woman listening now that is on birth control and she thinks, well, it's fine. Like I, I don't want kids. I like not having a period. I'm good. What kind of words of advice do you have for her moving forward? It's a great question. So your period, regardless of whether you want children or anything else is a vital sign of health. Your period tells you at the end of every month, certain parameters of your health that were in check. And when you suppress that natural cycle that our bodies were meant to have, it doesn't just end there. There will be a time where it catches up with you when you hit perimenopause or menopause. Those suppressed hormonal fluctuations then come back and can re- they can be risk factors for things like cardiovascular related diseases or other scarier things where if you could have addressed them throughout the menstrual cycle, we could have better health outcomes for you longer term. So I think that, you know, people who are on the pill who aren't, you know, I don't want to also say that the pill's all bad. There's a time and a place for everything. It's really just about informed consent. If you're taking the pill and you have full informed consent about everything that can happen before, during, and after, and you still think that that's the best option for you, then that's the only thing that really matters. But if you weren't given proper informed consent on it, and you were just told that the pill is going to regulate your period or stop your period, um, which is going to help all of your symptoms, these symptoms will come back at some point in time when you stop taking the pill, even if it's past your menstruating years. So understanding that your period is a vital 
sign of your health. And as women, we're really lucky to have that. Completely. We are. And I'll be praying that you get your period back. I mean, it's never too late. It's never too late. And you have two, one baby, one on the way. Like, I know. This is just so crazy. So crazy. And you're not the first woman. I actually had a really close friend a couple of years ago who now has four children and she hasn't had her period, but those four times she ovulated, she has four babies. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I know. Yeah. And I know what to do, right? I now know what to do. I've had completely healthy pregnancies, really great outcomes. They feel really great. And um, I am looking forward to that day where I can share in a good hormonal cycle every month. So true. I really hope you're enjoying today's episode. I'd love to see where you're listening from. You can snap a pic and tag me at Leanne Vogel or leave a review for the show on your favorite podcast player. It helps me out tremendously. Okay, back to the good stuff. Do you have any words of advice on supplements or tests or next steps for people and women specifically that are either on birth control or they've come off of it and they're hit with the storm of hormonal craziness after you go off birth control to kind of, cause I think a lot of people just go off of it and they're like, it'll be fine. Just like you said, like, it'll yeah. be fine. Yeah. Um, and then it's not fine. How can we kind of mitigate that experience? Yeah. Well, when you're on the pill, because it is having an effect on your hormones, you don't want to be on like a detox of your hormones because that would decrease the effectiveness of the pill. So if your plan is to come off of it, the birth control pill depletes several key nutrients in the body, namely vitamin B6, vitamin B12, magnesium, zinc, a whole slew of things that when you come off of it, depending on how long you've been on it for, you'd want to make sure that your levels are optimal just in those key nutrients, which we know help with your skin, help with your mood, help with your energy. And then after you've come off of the pill, ideally your period would return within three months, six months, you know, a lot of people, it can happen right away, but then you could go and get your hormones tested. Um, FSH, LH would be ones to test on day three of your period along with estradiol and progesterone on day 21 to make sure that you're making enough. And there are definitely other interventions that can take place depending on where your numbers are at. And it could also lead to a diagnosis if you had gone on the birth control pill for acne, let's say, and uh, while you were on the pill, it kind of suppressed all your hormones. And now all those hormones are coming back the way they normally would. It could help us lead you to a diagnosis. Polycystic ovarian syndrome is a common one where the birth control pill would get prescribed. So that can be identified on lab work. And there are a lot of great interventions and dietary changes to make to help with managing that, just as one example. Yeah, that's wonderful. So where can people find out more about you? How can they connect with you? Tell us all the things. Yeah, so I'm a naturopath here in Sudbury, Ontario. I have a website, drkayla.com. That's D-R-C-A-Y-L-A. Dot com, which is also my Instagram handle at drkayla.nd. And I'm also on Facebook. So I love interacting with everybody on those platforms and sharing some of my knowledge, tips and tricks for everybody. Uh, so you're always welcome to reach out to me um, and, and in any of those platforms. So wonderful, Kayla. Thank you so much for sharing your story, being vulnerable. I know that there's at least one, probably more women that listen to this today and it just hit down deep in their heart. 
and they now have some action steps and things to think about and to just know that there are women out there that have experienced what they have. I think it's such a powerful thing. So thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me, Leanne. I really appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Keto Diet Podcast. Join us again in a couple of days to discover more Keto for Women secrets for your fat-fueled life. Music for the Keto Diet Podcast provided by Yechi. Follow Jacob on Instagram at Yechi underscore official and on Spotify as Yechi. That's Y-E-C-H-I. The Keto Diet Podcast, including show notes and links, provides information in respect to healthy living, recipes, nutrition, and diet, and is intended for informational purposes only. The information provided is not a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment, nor is it to be construed as such. We cannot guarantee that the information provided on the Keto Diet Podcast reflects the most up-to-date medical research. Information is provided without any representations or warranties of any kind. Please consult a qualified physician for medical advice and always seek the advice of a qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding your health and nutrition program.